We have some uh, really yeah. interesting questions to get to before we have to say goodbye to you, Sean. Uh, at John K. 33, I'll stand by Foxa all day and have never understood the hate he gets. Well, it's the contract. Let's be clear. It's yes. the contract. Yeah, he says continue. he has a lot continue. of value, continue. plays smart, has an edge, good on faceoffs, important on PK. That being said, the fourth line has looked real good without him. Once healthy, should Foxa see more scratches or get back in? So those that have listened to Spits and Suds, you know, I've told you that I've been critical of this contract. Um, I will tell you I'm still going to be critical of this contract, but I am coming around on Radic Fox's play. Absolutely, I think he'll be back in the lineup, and the reason why, he's so good in the face-off circle. Um, they need him on draws, and I think he's played well this year. The other thing that people just, and I've come, I've written more and more about this. I wrote something about this last week in a, in D Magazine, and um, talking about the fourth line and, and with Ty Delandry and everything like that. Too often, we look at lineups with this magical health elixir. I think that's just that's just the the fact of the matter. Too often we look at that where it's like, oh well, this guy's gonna this this like, like when this guy gets back from from injury, every everyone else is gonna remain healthy. This sport is too grueling. Too gr- the fact Dallas had eight players play eighty two games last year. Yep, that's remarkable. Yeah, it will it will not happen again. Right, like last last year they had the year prior to that. Because I'm pulling this right now, I was like they had f- only four players played all eighty two. Um, Going back to the last time there was an 82-game season before that, 2018-19, just sad reminder of COVID and all that junk, but uh, there was only three players in 2018-19 that played 82 games. 2017-18, there was five players, 80 played all 82 games. Not everyone stays healthy. Players do not stay healthy. That is just the reality of it. Matt Duchesne, we talked about earlier, Matt Duchesne has played all nine games this year. It's never he hasn't played 82 games in a season in about seven years. I don't see why 33 is going to play 82 games. Um, Evgeny Dadanov doesn't play 82 games a year. Mason Marchment doesn't play 82 games a year. I, I think we often sometimes look at things with the perspective of, oh, everyone's healthy. Here's this magic elixir. What would it be like if the playoffs? I think right now we're getting a little bit, you get a little bit too caught in the weeds on it of you gotta imagine there's someone hurt every night. I feel like that sometimes gets lost when looking at an NHL lineup. Good point. There's all there is always somebody hurt every single night who is playing who probably could use a maintenance day. Yeah. For that reason, like that's why I wrote about it in D Magazine last week. Like I think Ty Delandria should play every single night. Now, he doesn't have to be on the fourth line, but if Ty Delandria is your third line left wing for one night and then your second line wing the next night because he's giving Dadanov one night off and then giving and then giving uh, Marchman a night off the next night, I'm good with that. Like, I, I think you have to keep looking at, I think the Stars' perspective, this team, for them, Vegas and Boston, those three teams, the regular season, I, I hate saying it, it doesn't matter, but the regular season doesn't matter. The tuna. For Vegas, yeah, but for Vegas, Boston, and Dallas, this season will, for those three teams, only one of those three teams um, will potentially have success, and that's if they win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. If Boston, Vegas, or Dallas don't win the Stanley Cup, the season's a failure. That's just the reality of it. So the whole point for, for this team in Dallas, and when you're in that echelon of discussion, the whole point is how do I have the best team for game one of the playoffs 
through game 22 of the playoffs. And, and, and by so, the yeah, yeah. sorry, um, by the way, I just did want to insert one of the things as we talk about injuries that you should give a big stick tap to Jim Nill is look at the depth now. Look at Craig Smith. Look at Sam Steele coming in for Radic Foxa last night. Look at who we have ready to come in on, you know, defense in Joel Hanley if necessary. Hasn't played yet. Why hasn't he played? Because, you know, so far, so, you know, they're healthy. I'm sure he'll get a game, yep. you know, so they can rest one of the players. But at the same time, if there is an injury, you got a guy that would played really well in the playoffs last year. And mm-hmm. Sam Steele is an NHL veteran, still only 29, but an NHL vet. Craig Smith comes with a lot of years of experience. So it's that depth. I mean, we can talk about the Duchesne depth, but you got to have that depth on those fourth yeah. line players as well. So, to, yeah, and to give the point, it's the question of, about Foxa. Yes, Foxa comes back in. He should be it. But I also don't think we should be looking at the stars in this spot where someone being healthy scratched is always necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I I agree. All right, we have a couple minutes left, so let's run through these uh, quickly. Uh, Eden Shadlow, and I want to give credit to Eden. I was uh, poking at her last night because, you know, looking at her profile, she had Vancouver Canucks sweaters on. And uh, so I followed up and I I just said, are you Canucks or stars? And she says, I can't lose on Saturday night. So uh, (laughs) props to her. It has to do with the family. So it totally is okay. Uh, She says 50 shots against tonight, 26 in the third period, 22 in the third against Calgary last night. Our goalies have been amazing. I feel like this team has to do better bringing those shots against down. Is this just on the defense? She spelled defense with a C, which means she is a hockey fan. And if so, is there much that can be done? I did want to ask you about that, Sean, because the last two games has been a lot of shots on goal. Now, to their credit, most of those shots have come from the outside. Yeah, they have. Um, the The Calgary game, I don't have. A, I have less. I have less concern from the Calgary game. Um, I think Calgary was one of those games where you'd like to be. You'd like to be better. You would like to be better defensively in both those games, but the Calgary game, it's even with Ottinger playing well, I felt Dallas played well enough to win. I don't think Ottinger quote unquote stole the Calgary game. I think Dallas actually like I'm just pulled it up right now. If you look at one of the models for expected goals, the stars were had more expected goals against Calgary. So that's one metric. Obviously I know it's Um, now on the flip side, at same site, uh, just revolving hockey, and they do a good job of tracking things. Like last night in the Edmonton game, they by their model of expected goals, which is kind of a measure of shot location for people who don't know, it's like Edmonton had a 5.57 expected goals to Dallas at 2.89. Like that is a game where the flow, Edmonton should have won that hockey game. Scott Wedgwood was that good last night. There was, um, especially in the third period. So, I I look at I've always looked at back to back second game of back to backs as kind of coin flips anyway, especially on the road. So if you lost that game, you could have just flushed it and been like it's the second game of back to back and you're playing your backup goalie. The fact you win it is gravy. So I and someone could tell me I'm wrong and they could disagree with me, but I I don't really have much worry about letting up that many shots against Edmonton the other night. Yep. You won the game, you get out of there. 
and and you look at and you look at some of the things but it's also a bit of a story of survival yep. you're just kind of surviving the game so How now way? i will i will say i, I will i will say real yeah. quick that i do wonder if you should have played joel hanley last night just from the perspective of of keeping legs fresh and everything and having an extra body and not using them. But yeah, that's, that's just, that's another point. Howway asks who has been your biggest pleasant surprise and disappointment this season thus far. Mm-hmm. I think biggest, I don't want to call it a surprise because I think you and I celebrated mm-hmm. the Duchesne signing. Um, I think he's performed above what I was expecting. Um, I know he put up good numbers last year. Um, so I think if I'm looking at a surprise, uh, I would vote for Craig Smith. Uh, I think he's a good NHL player. I think he's been really good for the stars. Well, I mean, the yeah, we talked about Duchesne earlier, and we talked about his kind of evolution, which has been great. That's awesome. Um, the one that, and it's, I'm, I'm literally, I'm saying this to be contrarian and get people mad, but it is actually true. Like, Ryan Suter's been good. Like I know yeah. people, I know I know yep. there's a lot of people who are gonna be who 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 get frustrated with his play and everything, but his time on ice is down below 20 minutes. Pete DeBoer deserves credit for kind of better managing him, and he hasn't rocked the boat like like he could. I mean, honestly, Ryan Suter, we've heard stories in the past about how he is can he's a proud player. He wants to He's not someone who is going to take a demotion lightly. And this year he's down to, obviously we'll see how, it, but he's, he's under 20 minutes a game. Now it's only been nine games, but he's under 20 minutes a game, average time on ice in his career for the first time since 2005. Mm. We're talking about a guy who has at the peak of his career was averaging 29, 30 a game back during the 2013, 14 season. So, he has taken a role demotion, has not let it rock the boat the way that possibly could, and the way some things went down in Minnesota at the end. And I, I think you have to give credit where credit's due. He's being used more properly. I know people look at the lines and scene playing with Miro Heishkin in and everything like that, but to me, five on five pairings don't all aren't always the best representation of usage and, and where guys are on the depth chart. That's why yeah. I think sometimes line charts give a bad, give it, don't give a great read on. Well, things. just, just um, like we, yeah. and, and you know, uh, uh, yeah. a listener pointed it out, you know, kind of worried about Hawk and Hawk and Paul on the five on five, you know, I mean that penalty kill and he's the massive part of it has performed extremely well, exceptionally well, one of the better in the league. So, um, you know, but, Hey, you can't have it all. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be ups and downs. But the bottom line is, is I think we should all take a step back and say they're collecting two points, and they're collecting yeah. two points a lot. And no matter what, when you go on the road, like if they lose on Saturday night, four out of six, it's a nice road trip. Yes, that's it's. Kenny Hockenpah too is like it's. I know his five on five play or whatever. You're like it's not. As good as his penalty kill, he's been really good on the penalty kill. But the stars are are net even with him at five on five, six goals for, six goals against. Like it's not like they're getting caved. I mean, right? The, I mean, he's got the only player as of right now with a negative 
goals against with this is testament how good the stars are right now. The only player who and this is actually wild, I didn't know this. And this is funny because we were talking about him earlier. Um, if you had to guess, Gavin, you probably you may have had the hints now. Which there's only one player on the team right now who has been on the ice for more goals against than goals for at five on five. Ooh. Uh, S. Lindell? Radic Foxa. Ooh, interesting. And here's the other thing. This is the thing about Radic Foxa. We were talking about how his role and, and what he's been doing and every, everything like that. The Stars haven't scored a goal with him on the ice yet at 5-on-5. Five five. They've only let up one goal with him on the ice at 5-on-5. Five five. He's tied for the best defensive performance of any forward at 5-on-5. Five five. But they also haven't scored with him on the ice yet. So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting little nugget right there on Radic Fox. Yeah. Obviously, didn't play the last two games. But the Stars have not scored with him on the ice at 5-on-5 five five yet. And that's a testament to you talking about coming around and defending him. You're defending the guy who hasn't been on the ice for a goal four. That's good. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. Well, you are a beast, sir. And it's EP ringside. It's Shap Shots. And everyone go support Sean. Uh, love him on the podcast. And kudos to you, Stars fans, because got the numbers recently. And guess what? Now that the regular season's kicking off, there's some serious growth going on. So, and as you've probably seen, we're trying to put together more podcasts to bring you even more content. So tell your friends, subscribe to Spits and Suds. Um, we got to get in the top 100 as far as hockey shows in America. That's my goal. I'm going to be real honest with you. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> sit on the outside. It's just a Gavin thing. <laughs> so <laughs> let's uh, let's do that. We got some real cool guests coming up that I'm uh, I'm excited about. Um, Sean got some really good feedback on David Castillo from D Magazine, your partner in crime. So um, that's been cool having him on as well, Luds. Um, Sean is the star of the show. I'm just a guy who enjoys talking hockey, and I appreciate you, Sean, for joining me today. I appreciate it, Gavin, and I will choose my uh, final uh, parting shot here to, A, say Thank you to everyone for listening. Also, just because I think more people should bring it up in sports media whenever possible. Um, hopefully, if anyone's listening who has any control over what's happening with Valley Sports, um, that's been absolutely ridiculous. And I feel for not only Stars fans, but hockey fans in general, because it sucks. So yeah. I will use my kind of final platform here where to to bring that up, because I feel like it should be mentioned as much as possible, because I think it's absolutely atrocious customer service that on uh it's been about three or four games in a row now where there's been app struggles to get the game done and everything like that and i know there's big business things happening in the background on that but it's it's ridiculous if i if i was the nhl i'd come in and say okay you know if you want to do this then then list lift the nhl blackout restrictions so that if someone wants to watch the local team they can sign up for nhl center ice like there, there needs to be something done here and yeah. it's i think um so but i so i it's important that we not let that agree fall by the wayside and bring it up so that's why i say that no so. absolutely agree my friend look forward to talking with you again big week coming up we got vancouver we got the big bad bruins coming in on monday and those that's bruins be, we, we that's that's gonna be a good one i'm i'm really looking forward to watching yeah. that one on monday remember i got pushed Dallas, down last year after they <laughs> the stars yeah. lost <laughs> I, felt, I, I felt oh my i had two bruins fans standing over me i needed yeah. i needed my yeah. stars allegiance in that section to yeah. come help me yeah. 
Yeah. I I I think we that's that's a big one. You talk about measuring measuring stick game. Yeah. Um and even the Dallas has had one quote unquote big measuring stick game so far against Vegas. And they they lost in a shootout. And I don't really count that as much of a loss. I count that as two hit posts. So they the stars big measuring stick game on Monday against the Bruins, who they're for real again. And honestly, it's gonna be uh I don't know the start rotation for Boston right now, but just as a goaltending fan and as an American, we talked about great goalies before and we're the future of goaltending. I am looking forward to a potentially uh, Swayman Ottinger showdown because those are two, you talk about the the state of goaltending in the United States and everything like that. Those are two guys who are, I'd I'd love to see them head to head. So I I hope that's how the, 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 I hope that's how the Boston goalie rotation shakes up for going going into that game. Absolutely. And later today, just for stars fans to know, we'll be releasing it on Sunday after the Vancouver Scott McLaughlin, who covers the Boston Bruins will be joining me. So we'll release that edition of spits and suds on Sunday. So you'll have all day Sunday and Monday to get a nice preview of the Bruins game. So that's going to do it. I got to let Sean go. He's got work to do. I'm Gavin Spittle. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much. Stick tap to all of you for supporting Spits and Suds.